Um, it's all about nothing podcast and the crazy. I think, um, Bolish, this is Barcelona is the right direction to start from because now I don't even know what is going on anymore. Because initially, when this investigation started, the, the referee said, Oh, I was coaching Barcelona on VR, blah blah blah, and all these things. Now, the reports are constant saying, Oh, it was paid a certain amount of money, and it's beginning to look like, Okay, this is more than just paying for VR lectures. There are some shady delays going on here. So, I, I've read some part of it, but a lot, a lot of the publications out there, a lot of the publications are ST, ST uh, publications that, that, you know, for example, why, why I mean by publications is that there's a case, there's an investigation going on, there's a case going on in court, and people are already making conclusions in their publication. So, the, when I start reading the publication, I see that, okay, for example, I go and Google the person's name, I see that a uh, general reporter for Maca, or oh, I just... <laughs> The general reporter for Mundo Deportivo. I just talk with him because I'm like, no, I'll let you in the They won't say the truth. And the reason why is that, as you know, I'm one of the person that hates uh, Bartomeu and uh, Sandro Rosé the most. And I'm rooting for them to go to jail. I feel like they are looking, their apartment is already waiting for them in jail. And I, and I've, you know, I've said it multiple times even on this podcast that some of the things they did as president, you know, back to back. Sandro Rosé has already gone to jail. He has already gone for like two or three years. Yeah. And some of the yeah. things. She gets. And I'm, I've come here to say that we bought Paulinho for 40 million. We loaned him to China. They paid us back for 60 million the, the third year. That, that one alone smells of so many improprieties. So, I'm not going to come here and sit down and come and say uh, I trust that Batomiu did not do something shady. Because Batomiu literally paid a firm to slander Barcelona players. I hope you guys, you guys remember. Yeah. yeah. The, the report came out that we, they were paying with club money to a firm. And the firm was taking the money and creating social media accounts to slander Messi, PK. Uh, both old legends and current legends. For some, I don't even know why that was going on, but they were paying a firm to do that. So it looks like one of those multiple things that Batumi was doing that did not make sense. The reason why I say it does not make sense is that the places that people, most of people that come to, you know, come and talk about Barcelona in terms of officiating, are people that talk about the Barcelona Chelsea event mm-hmm. and people that talk about Barcelona Arsenal event, meaning. The time where this guy Van Persie got the red card, match the field, you know, got lucky. He should have been sent off also, and the red card was soft. And then the Chelsea game was obviously the most dented one, where Chelsea had so many calls for uh, one, for a penalty in that game. But people, because of the one-sided nature of the conversation, I mean, I don't always like our game because obviously the referee was poor. But we we'll make it seem like the referee was was not bad towards Barcelona because Abidal literally was sent off because Anelka kicked himself and it was it was this the distance was so was so clear and there was a last man there but Abidal was sent off straight red like even in the first leg we had different chance different places where someone should have been sent off also we had penalty shouts so the officiating was bad all through so that's where people want to point to when they want to say ah uh, but not against the from real. But the truth is, in La Liga, in the last 10 years, there are literally three different league titles that if we got correct officiating, not favorable officiating, correct officiating 
in maybe the second to the last or the last game of the season in three different La Liga, in La Liga titles in the last 15 years. We'll have won the title. The most um, annoying one or the most glaring one was the uh, final game against Atletico Madrid, where we, are, where we needed a win, and Atletico Madrid needed a draw. Hello? In La Liga, it's difficult to see that, um, will I say, that so-called... Um, uh, 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 like what's the word value from whatever they are paid for? I'm not doubting that Batomi paid the ref to do an analysis, I'm not doubting that Batomi had probably some negative ulterior motives, but I don't think that thing made any effect. It's just like the way paying someone to slander our players doesn't really make any effect to the fan base, and that's what that's that's how I want to place it. I'm not going to come here and defend Batomi, that's the last time I want to do in my life. Um, no, I don't think even the report that because what Laputa has done is Laputa is open to I'm sure if they if they tell if they tell Laputa that Batomi is going to jail tomorrow, you'll probably be the one to go and put the handcuff on Batomi's hand. So but what Laputa has done is he has released some of those reports, and those reports look like something someone in the technical staff should have done. So it was just another way to sign for money. I think it's just a case of Batomiu using that Negea guy to steal money out of the club. If they trace that those accounts and stuff like that, Negea probably is giving back kickbacks to Batomiu. That's probably what it will end up as. Because all of those reports I saw, there were things that a technical staff, someone in the technical team could have done for, what's it called, for the, for the team. Um, Kule. Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, um, I, I'm trying to look at it from Bolish's angle now. Well, the, the evidence here against Barcelona is Real Madrid have a particular, I think Madrid have a team with some ex officials that help them with some things in terms of training and every other thing. But the, the problem that Barcelona finances in is that some clubs do this stuff where they get ex referees to help them do this and all those stuff. But it has never gotten to the point where you are paying an exorbitant amount of money. To reference to, and I are saying, Oh, he's teaching us the rules. Like, the rules are there for everybody to see. And as much as, okay, it might look like he's right, Bartomeu wants to sign for money from the side, although there are reports that this has started before even Bartomeu's era, and the words, and there are other ways to sign for money on the side. You don't have to use referees. Like, this is very, very incriminating. Oh, yeah, it is. And Bolis mentioned something about how it was not. Um, Effective, just like the slander. But I think I don't even think the point is the effectiveness. It's, the point is the action in itself. Like basically, like for instance, in the election period, in Nigeria, if you attempt to rig an election, you are caught. Even if it doesn't work out, you are attempted to rig an election. Mm-hmm. Like you've been, you've been seen doing it. So and it's it's a genuinely bewildering stuff in Barcelona because some of the reports I read this week, or not even the teaching them the rules. One of the things I saw was that they paid a referee to be, I mean, they were paying fees to referee to be obedient, to be neutral during games. Like, the point of being a referee is supposed to be, it's supposed for him to be neutral originally. So, what are you paying him for? Which is why I think, to an extent, the siphoning money angle might, you know, there will be something there. Because if, if your message is that you are paying a referee to be neutral, that, that money has ulterior motives. And uh, to an, I feel like man, the entire Barcelona staff should be 
incremented in this because a even if there's like one good egg or one good apple in that place as Bolly says someone in technical team should have flagged that as ah okay this this and these funds are going this way and they're going out this way so, something so, is wrong here so is it so cool to add what you are saying i don't even think i don't think that's why if you look at jaja tebas and it's and it's war now this thing is coming out. it's not as if they i'm not i'm not sure they are just doing now this thing is coming out more prominently now because of the noise of the super league i don't think when uh batomi was there batomi is tebas guy i don't think they can say they didn't have an idea something like this was going on and there's a guy that is like one of the um technical uh, staff uh albert uh albert Rui. And there's one other guy, Oscar Grau. Those two, you will not hear their name mentioned because they are Tebas's guy. Do you understand? So the reason, the reason why I'm so I can't say I'm sure because obviously I don't have access to documents or the investigation going on. But under Bartomeu, there are so many instances, and even under Russell that uh, that made Russell go to jail. It was under Russell that they said Neymar's contract, they lied about the amount they paid for yeah, Neymar's party, yes. Okay. And they should change the other club because they wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, siphon some money from the back end. Because it was not because of Neymar's father they were lying. Because Neymar's father got his money. It was the mm-hmm. other. It was the Brazilian club that was just changed. Santos. And that yes. money went to someone. Mm-hmm. You understand? On that Bartomeu, we we had opportunity to sign Marcos Asensio for four million in one particular summer, and Bartomeu started negotiating that transfer because Asensio was initially is a Barcelona fan. And he's, yeah, he's played for Maluka. Maluka. He was playing for Maluka. Maluka then. Yeah. He's a Maluka guy. And the guy was like, he's offering... Because the guy came out to say it. He said he offered uh, Asensio to Barcelona first. Because Asensio wanted to play for us. And they were dragging, going back and forth on Asensio transfer. And the transfer fee was that much. Because Madrid eventually signed it for 4.1 million euros. And that same summer, Bartomeu did not sign Asensio. And we ended up paying... Four million for Douglas. Douglas did not play a single game for Barcelona. <laughs> Douglas, the money was paid to uh, what's it called? Is it Palmeiras? Douglas did not play one single game for, and there was no noise, there was no debate, there was no argue before they paid the four million. And you know, I keep saying it. Out there, what's the name of this guy? This guy, this Turkish guy that came briefly. And that to run. The same kind of transfer where the money is so exorbitant that you feel like, what is going on? This is not proper business. Every other person that does business does not do business like this. The same thing with uh, Paulio I mentioned earlier. You signed someone for, for 40 million from China. Someone that when they sold him to China, when he was supposedly in his prime, it was less than 20 million when they sold him to China. Then you go ahead to sign him for 40 million. After signing him for 40 million, then you loan him. Then those ones now pay you 60 million. That one alone, I think that one alone should have even flagged our transfer uh, policy. Because I'm, I'm being, I'm being like frank here. We should have, we should have gotten some sort of FFP investigation from that transaction in Lobo. It's, it's not trigger it. But if I want to go to the, before you move, I want to go to the. Okay. Continue. Yes, continue is a staff player, but the way that transfer happened was one of the most ridiculous business ever done in the history of business. Why did I say that? You had the opportunity to sign Cotillo a summer before. So Cotillo and Griezmann, combination of those two, that's a total of 240 million signing. You had the opportunity to sign 
continue a, a summer before. He did not come. Then he went there to sign five years. Most teams immediately will look away. The only team that will not look away at this point is maybe PSG. Even Man City, as reckless as we claim they are, Man City will look away. The only team that will look that will not look away when they have opportunity to sign a player for free or maybe with just one year left on the contract and the player goes ahead to sign five years, the only team that will not look away is maybe PSG because of how reckless they spend money. But we went ahead to sign both Griezmann and uh, Coutinho for unnecessary transfers when we could have had better negotiation. So I feel like you know, this thing we're having at surface level, so many things go on behind all these transactions that is when something goes bad between two business partners that you hear about it. I don't trust, uh, what's the name of this? Uh, is it Manzano? What's the name of this uh, Atletico president? Marina. Yeah. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I obviously don't trust Batomu. So I know, I know. Bartomeu was, you know, his duty, obviously, of that, of that payment, heavy payment. But I feel like the heavy payment is mostly because at the back end somewhere, one point of Um, Bolish, I want to go to the Tebas angle because this is someone that's been vocal, especially against Barcelona, talking about their finances and every other thing. It was particularly vocal against Man City when the issue came out that they had over 100 charges of financial corruption or whatever it is in the Premier League. But for some reason, on this Barcelona issue regarding okay, so this report has come as said, Tebas is not himself, like, he's not the, the same bullish person, like, he's very bullish. Obviously, we know that, like, he talks openly, he's not afraid to speak his mind. But for some reason, he has been quiet about this, and I'm wondering, okay, this is very weird. Tebas, Tebas's problem are few and far between. He has issues, though, it does not as if he does not have issues, but his problem is that CVC deal that was not signed. You need to understand before a deal like the CV, is it CVC or CVR? CVC. CVC deal. Before a deal like that is presented to the clubs, there's a lot of back and forth that would have gone, promises made, agreements. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you help us do this, this or this, if you do this, this or this. That was even normal in business. It's not that it's right, but it's normal. In like, for example, in Lagos, it happens everywhere in the world. If you want to do business, cut at Ogbe POA before the, your PO gets to the Board of directors, the guys at the back, the head of IT, head of procurement, I've told you, we have three people that are beating. If you do this for us, we'll put your own first. We recommend you. If you don't do this for us, just forget about it. And they will ask the three people and they'll tell you who can do it. If you can, if you say you, if you are thinking Holy Spirit to come and talk to them, don't worry, others the others that come to your church to come and give testimony that ah, I want contract of 100 million. We have five people that beat it. The God just did the miracle. Now lie. The picture yeah. Forget all this one. So far, it is Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. Someone got PR. There's nothing like a God just did it. Who did it? God did. Now lie. So something like that must have gone on. So I'm sure that see that Barcelona not signing that deal probably hurt him. And I think that's one of the main problems he has with Barcelona. But other than that, all of them eat, they drink, they swim, they they talk together. Someone like Tebas cannot openly come out and you know criticize fully because he probably has his own skeleton that he's moving from his cupboard to his wardrobe as we, as we speak. So I'm sure that's why he's not as vocal because this is actually a very big issue. Yeah, I think I think that buttresses my point because it's, it's a very, very, very serious issue that 
the league should yeah. actually be at the forefront. Yes, yeah. what Tebas is claiming is that the statue of limitation is three years, five years, but still they should be more involved in the investigation than trying to get to mm -hmm. the But the fact that they are not involved, obviously, I'm telling you by the time if they are able to trace it to the end, if they if the Spanish authorities are really involved, are really interested in getting to the root of this matter, more more most likely. There will be cases of ah, Cayman bank account, Kiniko bank account, eventually being traced to some people. Um, Kuli, now, obviously, there's the hypocrisy of Real Madrid saying, and they're going to have a board meeting to discuss what they will do on Barcelona's issue. That's Real Madrid's problem. I didn't want to go into that. But the issue now is that like, for the sake of the integrity of the league, how will the other team react and be like, okay, so you mean tell us Barcelona have been referees, Barcelona have been playing? Yeah, for the sake of the integrity. Hello. But in an ideal sense, there should be some kind of at least certifications. What is it that? Hello. Go on, we can hear you now. Yeah, I'm saying um, in an ideal sense, for example, the integrity of the league, Barcelona will face some ramifications and all. But we know the kind of sway Barcelona and Real Madrid have in the league, not just financial. I'm talking about um, talking about commercial in terms of um, viewership and all. And we know the kind of closeness. A, those clubs have with Tebas and why Tebas wants to keep those clubs close. So, at this point, incredibly, Barcelona and Rem Barcelona and Madrid, or in this case, Barcelona mostly still have some kind of leverage over La Liga because they're one of the biggest commercial draws for them. So, ultimately, at best, may get a slap on the wrist, may, and even if the other clubs don't want to play ball, Tebas will be like Ebo. If Barcelona and Madrid move and say they want to play Papa League, nobody go with this one again. So, like, basically, they are still under the power of a gun. It's it still feels like a rigged system, but at this point, the the La Liga teams, the La Liga teams are bigger. They can't choose. So, one way or the other, you're saying they are the mercy of the club and the league itself. Pretty, pretty much, that's still the case. So that, that begs the question of Yeah, this is another part step of repeat. So don't you talk about you. But anyway, I think we should just um we can kind of move on the Barcelona house of a bit because more, more. I think like more things will still come out in the coming weeks or at least the coming days, and that's definitely like open us in more light. And so, um, Bolis, six weeks ago, um, federal government came out and said, oh, "Yeah, oh, it's time to enforce new Nara redesign. If you if you are using old money, get out, bring new money in." In that period, we saw how we are swindled. Basically, POS people basically use us to buy mansion for um for new notes. Um, then this week, I mean, sorry, last week, Supreme Court was like, oh yeah, new, old notes are back in, old notes are back in town, you can use them again. This week, CBN has said, oh yeah, let's go back. So, basically, for almost two months, we've done a nonsense policy. Like, what was now the end game of this? Like, what was the point of this whole thing? So, one thing I've learned about this administration over the last um, you know, two tenures and, and the tenure ending this year 
I've learned to take them at face value and learn to understand that they are just stupid. There's no uh, scientific or there's no special evaluation of what they are doing or what they are thinking. It's just a case of stupid people running the government and doing things with the, at their level of understanding. What do I mean by that? This is not the first policy where they will do something and then come out and say, oh, we made a mistake. We should not have done that. And then this, that policy or that thing will have caused enough damage to the economy. And it's the same reason why, you know, our FX is down. We, they, they blocked us from using our card. They blocked cryptocurrency. They, like, there are so many things that this the government has done because you have stupid people put in charge of sensitive parts of the country and they, are, they just do stupid things. I'll give you one simple example to just bucket my point. They came and said, uh, we have decided that we are going to shut down the border. And people were like, ah, how will you shut down the border? Other countries, especially West Africa, we are trying to open up the border, you know, let things flow. Why we develop and stop? Don't create unnecessary scarcity when we have not had, you know, our production is not up to par. Find a way to tax, find a way to, you know, monitor the border, but don't shut down the border. They went ahead to shut down the border. They shut down for a while. It caused, you know, the economy to plummet, things to skyrocket, everything. After some time, they came out and said, oh, and that policy does not make sense. So we're therefore, we are not shutting down the border again. That alone, it shows you that there's no, like, a direction to policy. There's no, there's no discussion. There's no understanding. Oh, this is what we want to do. This I want to do. They're just taking decisions based on their whim and going along with the flow. So, yeah, it just feels like they're like testing, they're testing whatever evil stuff they can do. Because these past six weeks, we've seen people have been arrested for protests. People, they've burned down banks. They've like, yet, like, it's. For no pointless reason, other from people should just waste their money, like their own added money. Like, in the country where people are. Unemployed, underemployed, like they barely have money. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, it's not as if this change came at a maybe a free cost. Though. They had to spend money, those money they are destroying, they'll spend money to destroy their, those, those money, they'll spend money to change the plates, they'll spend money to reprint. In, in the last six or so years under this administration, we've printed the highest amount you printed since we became a country the um, like the volume and the amount you printed you printed trillions we have done the print that's why our inflation is so high anytime there's no money you will go and borrow money start printing so you, you did that then you are now trying to mop up what you did by it does not make sense it, and i think trying to understand it or trying to give a meaning to it to just give us a date because Bollish, my own question at this point is, I know that like the whole border thing, the, I genuinely believe the fact that Nigerian politicians are evil. They are not clueless. They are evil. Because if you check their CV, they, well, these people went to Ivy League school just like that. So they're not they're not as dumb as we think they are sometimes. Not, oh, yeah, obviously, not, not that one. Obviously, obviously, why is not smart? It's not Ivy League. It's surrounded by people that went, that went through all these processes. But my point now is, 
are these things i didn't know we all thought that are political wait 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 before you make your point fully our minister for justice barely did not pass english in YAC. see forget you are using you are thinking about jonathan administration on that boy go and look at go and look at the cabinet ministers the people you are surrounded the government with they are a bunch of stupid dumb people i'm i'm actually even go and look at the minister of finance there are simple terminologies that me, as someone that did business studies in GS3, I understand and I can explain. That she could not explain. That she could not understand. That she could not defend. So, go and look at the cabinet. Before, the current minister for education. Who is the current minister for education? Who is the current minister for labor? Chris Didi. Who is the current minister for um, the, uh, what's the name of this guy? Attorney General of the Federation. There are a bunch of non-entities there. This administration, in the last two administrations, I understand that Nigerian politicians are wicked, they are evil. Especially if you drill it down to Lagos, you know, you have a bunch of smart people who are evil, who do things to make sure that, who do things to make sure that, you know, they put themselves in at the forefront. But specifically, Buari and his cabinet, cabinet, Buari has shown time and time and time again that he is not any evil genius. He's just a stupid person who does not understand how to run the country and who is doing things based on his level of intelligence, which is stupidity. If we, 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 if, if we are talking, look, talking about evil, the evil part is not caring even when the policy is wrong or when the policy is killing people or when the thing is not doing the right thing and making the decision to change it. That's the evil part. The evil part is not caring. But in terms of, oh, they are one evil genius. No, not this administration. There's no, evil, there's no evil genius there because my point now is this thing, what was the aim of doing this thing from December till now? And we're still going back to the old news because now politically you didn't achieve anything. Economy-wise, you have sent the country back again. Inflation has gone up to a crazy point whereby people have gone through suffering. Like only said, there's been damage to properties, loss of life, and all these things. And you, like, yeah, this policy we're trying to implement, we give up. Now you guys can do the increase. Like it, it just feels like these things are intentional. Somebody is somewhere making these decisions like, oh, you know what? Time to make people suffer. Let's go and make let's go and do crazy things. Because that border time too, so regarding the whole rice stuff, you were like, oh, China, when China closed the border, the country became great. We need to become like China and close our borders. And I'm like, close your borders and become like China. Like, how does that work? Where is the production going to come from? What are you producing in Nigeria that you want to close your own borders? And now this particular, these policies keep happening, happening again. And like, it, it, nobody can be this dumb. Um, I, I, I disagree with you. Why is this dumb? I hope this uh, podcast will not get to DSS, Sha. Because it's not where I just did talk to you. Why is dumb? Why am I? Well, DSS will be fine. We'll be fine. I'll carry you for my house. Hello, we'll be going carry you for us. What were you doing there? Well, I think, I just... think I, see, to, to be honest, I, I'm kind of convinced that it's not, it's just stupidity. The reason, because this guy made himself minister for petroleum. And mm-hmm. from, 30 billion dollars in 2015, 2014, 2013 in our SS crude account. We currently have 500,000, less than 500,000 dollars in our SS crude account. Like, it's not, it's just, you know, there's a lot of corruption. Maybe there are some people under him that are, you know, obviously, there are are people under him that are obviously smart, Mm -hmm. as they like and everything. But he himself, and the people he has put in the administration, they are just, they, they don't even understand what they are doing. If they understood what they are doing, 
they probably would have done an evaluation and said, okay, ah, to face out the currency, you need one at three months. That's number one. Number two, to face out the currency, you don't just start facing out the currency when you are still issuing the old currency. Mm -hmm. Because most times, most places, I remember we've done this face out before. It was, we did have this problem. Because they've changed 100 and 200 before now. Yep. Yeah. Not, not the 100 and 200 we had before. And yeah, they've changed them. Yes, they yes. and, and there was no noise about currency face out. Why was there no noise? Because there were smart people handling it. Why? What do I mean by that? There's a way to face it out. Oh, give it more time. Number one, if you need a way to do this, you can decide in June, you can decide in July. And when you start, start giving out. The bank should not be giving out old notes, and you know. But as at a week, two days to till the time we're supposed to have the. You know, or the, the currency uh, thing, the banks themselves were still giving out old notes. So, how was it going to work? They, it was always going to be a problem. That doesn't mean it's just a case of, you know, having to. Which policy since Emefiele came in? Emefiele literally told us that Aboki FX was affecting our foreign exchange. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're here now. So, what is. Yes, he's from Zenith Bank and all that. But at, at, at some point, you need to understand that. Get it to, when you maybe climbing at some point might require you to be smart, but when you get to some point, the only thing that is left is who do you know, who knows you, who is vouching for you, or who is uh, on your side. If that's why you see, so uh, Tony Elumelu has had a meeting with Tinubu uh, because he knows that yeah. to get to the next level, he needs to get to at that I, I point. It's not about uh, whether he's smart or not. If Tinubu yeah. agrees and you know, cooperates with him, he will get there. So th that's the thing. Anyway, um, away from the Nigerian thing because currently the Oscars have come and passed, and Jimmy Kimmel did the well, amazing job of hosting. At least nobody slapped anybody this time around, so all credit must go to the host. But the crazy part about the Oscars is that it seems like we went from oh, let's have more diversity to the fact that then the there be no problem. Yes, everything, everyone that was probably is was movie of the year, in my opinion, and I agree. But this idea, like the Oscars just decided, mm, we'll just find some particular movies and bombard the awards to these people. We don't need to spread them. We'll just give them to some set of people and everybody will be fine. Whether everybody's fine or not, whether you believe Angela Bassett deserves it or not, or some other people deserve it, that's a debate for another day. But are there other shocks that you saw then the awards ceremony and like okay this should not have happened and this should have happened? Yeah. Um yeah. Honestly, as each year goes by, I'm trying to care less about the Oscars because frankly it's becoming like a charade. But this year the biggest shock was the um what's the name again? Jamie Lee Curtis winning best supporting actor for like she she basically the only thing she did in pretty much the only thing she did in the film was that she sat on the desk and filed tag filed papers typed some numbers. Basically, so basically, like collect an Oscar for sitting at work, like like if I come in the morning and sit, I can collect an Oscar for that because she did nothing. And in the same film, whereas Stephanie Sue who, who basically embodied like the pseudo villain of the film, whereby basically she was basically she almost took the role for Michelle Yeoh as star. Like, she was supporting cast and, and still, she almost outshone the main the main actor in the film. So, and somehow, in that film, we gave it to someone who had, like, four words. Who had, like, four lines. Because 
I'm I'm not even talking about Angela Bassett because honestly I'm not so sure she deserves because it feels like Marvel fans if you see a character here once you say oh yes this is the greatest performance of all time that's not how acting works but to give um Jimmy Lee Curtis that award for that one it's just it felt like oh yes they were like oh yes we have to think I think we have to appease white white wheel for something let's just give them this one that was it seemed like to me it was so ridiculous um. I said they also have come and passed everything everyone at home to probably be happy with the awards and most importantly there was nobody slapping anybody. But um but they said he will he will laugh 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 best because who is when Chris Trump didn't do anything about the old slap last like obviously as an OG, he could not call police because the black community would call him a snitch if you had fired for assault and all these things. But guess what? They decided that okay, I know what to do. I'm going to go and make 40 million from Netflix. I'm going to do a special. Netflix is going to pay me 40 million and I'm going to talk about it and the whole world is going and I'm going to get paid for it. But was he not going to get that 40 million from Netflix? Yeah, it was not yeah, it was good like, to get it anyway. So, I don't subscribe to that school of thought. People are just trying to make the slap, you know. You know, when people are, you know, when someone that is that's not enough, you know, say, Man, is your head that brother now? Stop crying. Yeah, don't worry. Sorry, sorry. That's what they are doing. That's what this uh, gymnastic we are doing. It's not as if Chris Paul is the up and coming comic that uh, needs uh, a slap to get contract. He literally has two specials with Netflix already. He already he, before the slap, he already had a tour that was sold out that they did with Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle. That they did the combo, uh, what's it called? Um, um, Earth tour that was sold out. So Chris Rock is not a who is this? I think Chris, Chris, Rock, Chris Rock is not a struggling comic that needed the slap. And the slap, the content of the slap was less than I think maybe eight or seven minutes. Of the oh, I've not seen oh, the show. Sure, yeah. I tried to watch it on my TV because giving me one error like that about or something like that. But I'll, I'll see it before the end of it. But I saw clips and excerpts of it. Like I saw some people break it down and stuff like that. So me, I don't me see the old, the I, old, the old thing, man. The old thing. Obviously, it's okay to talk about it. And if I'm going to talk about it, if I'm going to somehow form an exclusive, maybe he has for doing that live. Maybe we will get more money. And that life will make people glue to the screen. Maybe we'll get some extra money, but I don't think there's any glorification or there's any... I, I don't think it's about glorification. I, I think you just hit really on the head. Because, obviously, yes, he was going to do a show. He was going to collect money from Netflix. Was Netflix and, and again, Netflix. and again, let me let me, let me me add one point before you finish your point. The jokes about the Will Smith... Uh, thing, that I don't think there was any punchline that I've not had. Everyone has talked about the directable interview. We've talked about the time and time again that how you go and how you cheat and then you go and sit down and begin interview. We've talked about that one. We've talked about uh, what's it called? Um, we've talked about um, the slab. We've talked about any anything you can really because the truth is, Will Smith literally has very few blemishes, except for that interview. And get and then slap. Other than that, there are really, really very few things you can actually put apart about Chris Smith. Because one of Chris Rock's best joke is about ah, he, he, he refused to do Matrix to go and do Wild Wild Works, and he was paid a bottle of money for it. But it was not really a joke. It was not really a joke laughing at Will Smith. It was a joke about Will Smith finessing the 
Hollywood industry. So it's difficult to make a joke about someone like that, especially also after the, his behavior, after the slap that he has, you know, tried to apologize. He went away for like a year. Maybe should move it, but at least he was out of social media and all those stuff. So I, I don't think you can like get any point here because I know that Netflix would pay Chris Rock on regular. He's a veteran. He's that good. But everyone kept talking about the show, which was done live, then was going to be streaming on Netflix, which was free PR for Netflix and Chris Rock after that show. The, the, the following Monday morning, all everyone could talk about was, oh, finally, Chris Rock has spoken about the slap. It was trending non-stop. Okay. So, that, so when I'm saying why, that, why when I'm saying that, Moderator, moderator, I put it to you that anytime Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, Cat Williams, let's say, so let's say Eddie Murphy, anytime someone like that releases a special over the weekend, the next Monday, all the people will talk, talk about it. Not everybody. Let, let me let me interrupt you. Wait, let me. Let, not everybody. People will talk about it. Maybe CNN. Exactly. See, you don't understand what I'm saying. Wait, wait. Okay. They, are, they are special comedians. When they do it, people will talk about it. It's bound to gain attention. This is on a different level whereby Good Morning America, NBC, CNN, the top about comedy. People that don't necessarily pay attention to the fact that, oh, Chris Rock does specials or he has a show. So the people that do not care about it somehow find themselves watching the news. Pops up. CNN is only like, oh, finally, Chris Rock has spoken about this slap that happened almost a year ago. The NBC is the same thing. Good Morning America is the same thing. That's free PR. Regardless of how you guys spin it. That is PR that Netflix and Chris Rock is going to benefit from. It's, yes, they are big comedians and people will definitely talk about when they do stuff. But this is on a different level. This is a video that was on Twitter and Instagram for more than 48 hours. Just that ex- alone, that, that just that particular okay. clip of okay. talking about that show was trending for uh, so maybe long. Maybe will be the tiebreaker here. So to be honest, Wally, I don't, I don't really see the, uh, I don't see the hype. Maybe when the numbers come out, you know, they always have these numbers. You know, how many yeah. numbers yeah. and stuff like that. Maybe if it, if it comes out, I will still bet with you that it's not the top three set of all time of uh, it uh, doesn't have to be. And so what I'm exactly is how the silver line tell you that or, see Christmas. when they say top three, it doesn't have to be top three in terms of oh we have seen great specials. I'm saying that in terms of the numbers, it's free PR for Chris Rock. He's going to make more money just because he kept quiet. And, and that's what I'm saying now that when the exactly. numbers are for money sold. When it comes out, yeah. we will see that it's on a normal day, on a normal day, on a Monday morning, CNN will not talk about Chris Rock's show last night on their news. Maybe they talk about his entertainment, maybe at some point during the week, but not often. I've spoken about the incident that happened. No, 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 no. The the, the people that said, "Oh my God, he has made it. He has found a way to milk properly," because they are they are um they are projecting the normal that they expect. They know what they are saying. So yes, it might not yeah, be smart. But not be I don't even think. It's even like the numbers, Robert, because hey, first of all, we've, we've known for the past few years that Netflix forges numbers, like even the shows that they eventually cancel, they'll say it's doing well, eventually they cancel down the line. And also, ultimately, I think what Chris Rock has been doing with this, not even, it's not even the numbers, I think it's ultimately the public relevance, the social media discussion about him, because 
as Boli said, Chris Rock's Chris Rock is rich. Okay, if if he was planning to get forty million, he gets forty seven. The seven million is Chris Rock. He can't. He doesn't. The seven million have that much of significant impact. And for the NBC, the CNN entertainment or money, NBC and CNN have been doing that now because basically they have segments. There's no Trump now. Yes, now but this is content. No, them no now. They like they are basically they running out of. They don't have any super villain that they would that yes, would basically. So, like, it's, it's an entertainment slot and the rich slot that needs to fill in. And I don't even think the convention is about um Chris Rock having the last laugh over Will Smith because it's not like it's that's degraded Will Smith, like financially, economically, or anything. Like, the augmenting of it's not even like an augmenting of Chris Rock is a, an expected profit line. There's this, there may be a bump up in number, but it's not that significant enough for us to go. Oh yes, this is this is another financial. I don't I don't think I don't think going. I don't think to him he was about having the last laugh of uh, Will Smith or trying to prove that he was a better person than Will Smith. And the mistake you should be seem to be making here is when you say, "Oh, Chris Rock is rich and every other thing," adding seven million dollars to forty million dollars is no joke. Yeah, like, it's it not no joke at all. It's no joke at all, I but ultimately... You hit, you hit the nail on the head when you said social media relevance. What yes, was the last time Social media relevance is the only thing that's... Yeah, because that that's that And the whole world was talking about it. Yes, we know he's special. We know he has been doing this for years and he's kept it. But, it's been well. Even God, the opinions are divided. I, I, I saw people that analyze... At least I saw two different people that analyzed the, the show and said... Mm, the first couple of 20 minutes that was below par. I'm not even talking about that. Though. Wait, That's not my idea. wait now, wait now. And wait people now. were like, oh, among, among Chris Rock's, even his own specials, this is not even top three of his specials. And there are people that are like, mm, some of the jokes, he, didn't, he was trying to defer. For example, with the joke about um, I'm pro-life. I'm, I'm not pro, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm pro-life. If my daughter comes home with her husband, like some of the jokes did not land. So I, I don't I don't care about so the jokes. The, you guys don't get my point. See, now that I have mentioned it that so people have reviewed the jokes, you are the one that have seen these reviews. There are some people that because there's sudden PR about that show, they are going to Netflix to go and watch it. They might start and watch the first five minutes and be like, oh, these jokes don't even hit. But they've gone to watch it because of that PR. That's my point here. The jokes don't have to hit. I'm not here defending that. Oh my God, the show was amazing. <laughs> that the, those last seven minutes or whichever um, excerpt or whatever um, clips that we can get from the show that has been pushed for people to see is the selling point for him. So, the, so there are people that will literally go and watch the show because they feel oh, he has finally spoken about the whole Will Smith and Jada Pickett incident, and that's just it. Sometimes that's how you need to do. It's not about yeah, but it is that the downside of that is that <laughs> there are people who have been posting the the part where it talks about Will Smith on Twitter. So basically, people can just see it on Twitter and just dude, move. Dude, dude, the, see, they will not move because let me tell you an example. Let me give you guys an example. There's a current lawsuit now between where Marvel is planning to sue Reddit for releasing some clips about a particular Marvel movie, blah blah blah. And somebody posted it on Reddit and Reddit didn't take it down. But trust me, they post spoilers on movies every time. 
as what and it doesn't stop people from going to the cinemas to be like, oh, this stop you said Iron Man died, Abby. I'm going to the cinemas to see it. It's not every spoiler. Yeah, that but a spoiler of the movie is not. And you're going it's to not see. the same as the spoiler of the movie is not the same uh, as a comedy clip because it's a comedy clip. I want to watch the part where okay, you are talking about Will Smith. There are other you, things you, I want you, to watch see, in Avengers. You are looking so. at. You are looking. You want to. See. Yeah, there are other things they also want to see. So why? 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 Why not? Wait, wait, wait. You guys don't. You guys don't. You guys don't. If you're saying there are other things they want, so that means it's no longer will Smith then. I don't know about that. Why the was the point? The point. See, my point. The point is not about this. I'm telling. about this is that whether he get he got one billion or two billion from Netflix, thought the slap on that special at that point has brought one extra PR, extra income, and extra relevance for Chris Rock. Whether you guys like it or not, because that's the most important thing is that no, you want so you to... no, 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 no. So you can't give your sure. opinion and see whether we whether we like it or not. We have the opportunity. To no, that's not my opinion. opinion. No. I'm so telling you that this is how PR works. It comes of public relations. I'm telling you, no, see, public, see, yeah. wait, oh, let me give an example. Wait, let me wait, give wait, an example wait, now. Wait, wait. We are it, we are only Lagos. It's now this seven minute clip that giving PR. I don't understand, dude. When I say this lab gave him PR last year, people were talking, talking about Will Smith. I'm telling you now, in a period of time, we've moved past it. He didn't say anything, there was no response. Everybody has given their two cents about it, blah, 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 or what have you. Are you saying then, that Chris Rock needed this lab to generate PR for a special? I did not say that he needed this lab. So, so why, that, why are you making it sound like this PR is important? If you the PR are, is important. Wait, you are you just admitted now that wait, uh, Wally, you just admitted that Chris Rock does not need this PR to generate um momentum, adverts, whatever for his special. You just admitted now. So if he is getting PR, I, and I said it before we started this conversation, I said the only way we can know, the only way we can know is that there's a number that comes out at the end where they will say this so 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 special, as so so for example. Delirious on HBO by uh, Demofi. Um, I think Laugh at My Pain. Or is it Laugh at My Pain or Let Me Explain by See, You don't have to. Let me land the point. There's a, there's, a, there's a way they measure it all time. Top five. So, 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 so. Uh, Dave Chappelle, blah, blah, blah. These are the top five in terms of numbers that made more money for HBO, that made more money for blah, 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 for Netflix. These are the top five. We will find out soon enough. And see it's that simple. You don't understand. It's that see, it's that simple. Whether you whether you need PR or not, whether you are Messi or Ronaldo, who don't necessarily need PR, there are still some things that would have that would increase PR. Do you know the number of followers that Messi had after winning the world? Listen, listen, followers that Messi had after winning the World Cup. Extra five million in less than a week. Can't Messi doesn't need PR. No, I'm just telling you that yeah. Messi doesn't need PR. But we need extra PR for him. You are the only one that is passionate about this topic, Wally, to be honest. No, <laughs> I, I don't, don't have to be passionate. No, 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 no. no. It's think... not about, see, um, it's not about being passionate. I'm just how PR works. Do you understand? PR doesn't necessarily you know mean that. Oh, I'm I'm big. Saying, I'm, I don't uh, need. No, uh, it doesn't Wally. work like that. No matter how small it is, you, saying, no matter how. I was, Wally, I'm Wally, wait, 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 Wally. 
Messi winning the World Cup is one thousand and one teams in one thousand and one teams involved in that happening. Number one, he has been trying. You don't to have to see. You don't have to. That's what you're using. Why? It's not about time for work. Let's not see. Let's not. That's what you're using. Why? The people that the people that started watching it, the people that started watching it, the people that started showing him after the World Cup, do not know all these things. It was just the noise that the bones that came from you, like they don't. No, most no, of the people no, see you know what this is a topic for another day and you are free to go and do your research from all this stuff it was never about the fact that me and you those, those of us that are following Messi that know Messi that know that okay he's the goat he has done this in football and everything before winning that walk up the level of PR that came from Messi winning that walk even he himself okay. says okay, account wait, wait, had wait. to be blocked okay, come, because listen, listen, Mbappe, wait, 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 God. I don't understand what Wale is saying. Okay, how come then Mbappe and Giroud did not have that same PR? The, uh, did they win the World Cup? Were they the ones that you were shouting in the US? No, they Dude. won in 20, uh, Is this the first World Cup? They won in 2018. Dude, see, Messi was in how come they did not get the same PR as Messi? Messi? Already because you are making, making, making points that you, are, you can't defend now because we're having a conversation here. It's not about yeah, whether yeah, it's not, nobody's trying to defend said, anything. I'm trying to tell you that Messi does not need PR from anybody. They already, yeah, they are already that famous, but their actions, there are things that happen to them that generate more PR for them. Simple, that's just my argument here. It's not about oh. Or maybe Mbappe won it, or Giroud won it in 2014. Nobody, Mbappe was not this controller back in 2014. Nobody, or 2018, nobody cared about him at that point, up to this level. So, I'm telling so you, that, you now that there are factors. Wait, listen. Do you want to listen to what I'm you, going to you, say? You, or you, want you, to you, are, you are making my point, but you don't want to agree. I'm not making your point. I'm telling you that no matter how great you think somebody is, or how popular someone is, no, everybody... Okay, wait, so from you, extra you, PR you, one way or the other. Let, let that, see if I can break. We don't let have to break. break. We don't see. We don't have to break anything down and spend the entire day here. It's just a known factor. There are actions that you do that brings you extra PR. Simple. Louis Vuitton got extra PR. Well, nobody is arguing that. that an well, that's yeah, that's, that's my point. That's my point. No, that's not the point. It's not It's not the. You see, my my point here is simple. No matter how popular or rich, everybody benefits from extra PR. Simple. Nobody is that's just, that that's just my point. Never that yeah, I'm you. not telling you that. Oh, they are uh, saying, no, 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 let, let me tell you. Maybe you, do, you do, no. maybe you didn't I'm listen not. to what we were saying. No, you didn't listen to what we were saying. You are making your own point. And you have come back to make the same point that nobody argued with. Everybody knows that in PR, Everything, every extra thing can give you extra PR. Nobody's arguing that with you. That's a that's a blanket ambiguous statement. No, it's very simple. Extra PR is always needed. No matter how big you are, you always need extra PR. That's straightforward and simple. But we are saying there's a caliber of person that you are that the the extra PR you get for some things is not the same you get from other things. That's why I brought up the way Messi won the World Cup and I brought up Mbappe winning the World Cup. It's I'm not the, you see, see, I'm I don't saying, want to wait, see. Wait, wait. Like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend this topic. I'm just trying to explain to you that 
Mbappe winning the World Cup back in 2018 and Messi winning the World Cup in 2022 are two different things. It's not even comparable. Yes, I agree. Now, now I'm trying to explain yeah. so why we don't have to. See, we don't have to. We don't have to go to the point. We don't have to go to the point that starts saying that. Everybody knows that. And I'm saying it's not just about it's not just about winning the World Cup. I'm saying it's not just about winning the World Cup. It's the manner the World Cup was won. The things that happened before, before the fact that the final was one of the right. best because finals, for even the man stuff to I said that if Messi had won the World Cup in 2010, it's not have the impact that this World Cup has. So it's oh, not just about why you see my point for me. I'm telling you that Kule, please, Ronaldo, my all these people have it's not about the manner whether Messi won the World Cup by being able to score using his teeth to score or scoring their penalty. Let me, let the most important thing is that My he won the World Cup. I think you are making different points, but Wale does not agree. But I, I think Kule needs to come. Hey, is that um, Mbappe winning the World Cup? I mean, there are two different things. So I didn't even want to start going into that and be like, oh, Messi, there are two different things. are two different players. And there are two different things of your career. So it's a different thing entirely. Mbappe and, cannot get that kind of player at that point. Why are you agreeing with me? I still agree with you. I'm not arguing with you. You're not, you're, you're not getting my point. That's what I'm trying you to are, explain to you. You agree with me and you agree okay, with me. Okay, but you know what? Let's just, let's just agree to disagree. Do you understand? Let's just agree to disagree on this. Yeah, I do agree I to disagree. No problem. I agree with you. No disagree. Okay, no problem. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. No problem. Um, Away from the whole drama and down to the Champions League, because... It felt like for some reason, after the club told Liverpool fans to go and book their tickets for Istanbul this year because, oh my God, we're going to definitely go back and get our revenge. After the first, the first leg, it just felt like main formality for Real Madrid to be like, mm, we don't have to stress ourselves. We'll find a way to get over these people. Hello? Kulia has enough for a minute. Anyway, I think he's off. So I think what Madrid saw was just control the game, don't let you get out of range. To be honest, yeah. I just feel like I don't think it's it. Um, yeah, I think that's, honest, what, I just... that's what they, they saw in the game. They saw that okay, the last thing you want is a slaughter fest, a back and forth game with Liverpool because Liverpool have shown even in the most recent uh, weeks that if you allow them to have that open back and forth game, they can make you pay. So what Madrid saw to do was slow down the pace of the game, have a controlled game. You don't need to do too much. Just make sure you keep the tempo. Because if Liverpool turn it up and they score two, for example, in, Liverpool has shown that they can score two in two minutes, two in five minutes. So if they do that, you will now be, you now be like the pressure will not be on you to keep them out. But when you have a slow game, you run down the pace of the game, you make sure everything's done and nothing's flowing. That is that 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 was the obvious and most um, effective plan that anyone would have going to this game. Don't make it too free flowing. Don't make them too. Um, don't make them get into their groove. Just grind the pace to the to the out. You have enough margin to push on. Because, because we saw we saw a team that wanted to make it more free flowing, and I don't know why Leipzig thought that this idea of maybe if we go to 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 Manchester to a level, we've drawn the first leg, we can upset them or we need to get a result because bullish. Yes, there was some officiating. The officiating in the game was poor. Some decisions went against Leipzig, and you were like, okay, what exactly is going on here? But all in all, 
they were cheap. And for some reason, I don't know, maybe they thought it wasn't Man City, maybe it was Union Berlin, they thought they were playing. For I think they, 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 didn't count on, they didn't count on Kevin De Bruyne resurgence. Because this was probably the best game De Bruyne has played for Man City this season. And probably since the World Cup. Because it was, it was the vintage old De Bruyne making passes, making tackles, making runs, making plays. You know, even before the, the scoreline was huge, when the scoreline was still 1-0, you know, it was De Bruyne making those proper De Bruyne movements and game plan and gameplay in the midfield. So I think they didn't count on that. Because to be honest, Master have not been so impressive this season. Even some of the games they've won, you know, maybe one of maybe one half the turn up the style and stuff like that. But they've not had a game where, you know, they were getting the best from both Alange and both De Bruyne. So when you have if De Bruyne is, is on, if you switch on De Bruyne, it unlocks so many things for their teams because, you, you know, some like De Bruyne encourage people to run because they know that he can pick out the pass. It's the same thing with Modric. You know, you know that this guy can find me. I just need to be in the right position. I need to make movement. It energizes the team, energizes the players around him. So we saw they didn't count for that. And then their coach was a bit naive. If you are losing by one, two nil, you drew the, you drew the first leg. As much as you want to attack, the number one thing is to be compact and make sure you don't concede more while trying to get an opportunity to attack. Because if you are two nil down at 75 minutes and you manage to get a corner kick and you score one goal, it makes the game more interesting and more nervy for Man City than if you are five, mm-hmm. four nil down at 75 minutes and you score one goal. That's that. So the way the, the coach was a bit naive, especially going to the second half, the way they exposed themselves, you know, being compact, never out anybody, you know, reduce. I just, I, I just feel like I had too much confidence in myself, and I decided to go and express it. Um, and could the you... way the, the link up between uh, De Bruyne, Gundogan, and um, Alan, I think this is one of the most involved games Alan has had. That's even before he scored, even before he scored, like you could see, he got more touch. You know, if you remember in the last five, seven games or so. Where Yerin starts like, oh, he had one touch in the half, he had two touches in the whole game, stuff like that. But this particular game, as at the first five minutes, you could see there are some things that have changed in dynamics in terms of Alan getting two touches, three touches. And when Alan is getting touches, and Alan is skillful enough to hold up play, to link up, when he's getting touches, he opens up the, the pitch for them also. So, and when you have a striker that is getting touches, they will be more energetic. When they score one goal, they are looking for the second goal. When they score second goal, strikers are never satisfied. So that that also, you know, helped massively with this game. But I think all in all, the setup from the Leipzig coach was a bit for me. It didn't look like they, they, they didn't even look like they had any chance whatsoever. Uh, before before I even come to potential draws for the quarterfinals, um, we saw Napoli do the two first because. After losing the first leg, you know, Frankfurt were like, okay, especially without Chandra Kolomwani, it felt like they needed a miracle. And heaven knows that even a miracle yesterday won't have saved them from Napoli. Yeah, at this point, I don't think miracle could save anyone from Napoli, not just Frankfurt. Because the way Napoli are playing, like, it's not even just the starts and the goals, it's the way, like, the way it feels inevitable. Like, no matter what you're doing today, you go collect and, like, one way or another, if if it's not uh, Varaskelia, it's going to be Osimhen. 
sometimes it's just both of them. And the, as the, the way they're playing, the football they're playing is is a ridiculous. There's a ridiculous level of eliteness to it. Like this, there's a confidence. So it's almost boastful self. Like nothing that there's nothing you would do. And honestly. Hello? Go against against Real Madrid for this Champions League title. Um, before I even go into predictions and stuff like that, um, we've seen three Italian teams in the quarterfinals: AC, Inter, and then um, Napoli, like you mentioned earlier. But it was almost two teams that it felt like I don't think Inter showed up for the second leg to come and play. They were just hoping for some weird reason, like Porto do not score. Let's just survive here and die. No motivation to win the game. There's just nothing, whatever it is that we have. Yeah, it was so odd because ultimately they were built as by Onana. Like, um, the last week it's Milan by Magnon. This week it was just on like the final eight minutes of the game and stop his time. Inter were just camped in their own half. Like, uh, they, uh, they had Lukaku, they had, so they had Martinez, they had Jekyll, at some point they brought on, brought on Lukaku, and they had nothing in attack. Like, they were just waiting. It felt like they were waiting for the game to just end. Like, oh yes, let's just do it and move on to the next round. And I feel like they won't go, they won't go beyond this one. Like, the, the way they've shown, there's no conviction, there's no solidity in their game anymore. Like, it feels like so at some point after the World Cup, something broke. um, anyway, let's just speak about the draws now because I think for Napoli, the last thing you'd want to do is play an entire a fellow Italian team because if Napoli is playing Inter, it's going to feel like an Italian league game, and if you're not careful, everything is going to go south, it might be trapped and maybe burning. But I know for sure, like the, a, a quarter final draw, I would love to see for the fact, like for the just for the mere excitement attached to it alone, would be Napoli versus Benfica. Yeah, as in like. And especially considering the fact that both teams have been very, very good this season. Like, even Befika and Recep not been a fluke. How have we got in here so far? They've lost only two games this season. I'm, I'm not talking about even Champions League, all competitions, two games. And one of those was a penalty shootout. That is how good they've been. Like, they've been bringing in statement wins. The way they, the way they beat Juventus and away, they held PSG and they smashed Club Ruga and Champions League. Most the time I'm actually looking for is looking for. Napoli City, especially the, the clash of styles between them. Not not even like attacking styles. The attacking style is similar, but the way they go about attacking and the fire that Spalletti and uh, Pep look have stoked over each other in the past few days as well. Like if that tie happens, it's definitely one I definitely want to want to see. Um, but speaking about City, this we've gotten to the point where we're telling ourselves that we're going to stop them again this season because now. They've done what they do best. They've put that to the sword. They're one of the favorites as usual. But there's always one team, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, one team in the corner waiting for City to be like, you guys will sleep up very soon. Is this the year or 
at teams like Bayern and Madrid, which is looking for crazy ways to stop them again. At this point, I can't even say things like Bayern and Madrid. It can even be Napoli or Benfica because there's something about the UCL that just doesn't feel right. And City have not looked like their most dynamic shelf this season. Yes, they look excellent against Leipzig, but I can't base my judgment just of one game. They have the squad, they have the talent, but they've not played the best of the this So, as it stands, I don't think I can, I can come out to say, you know, this is their year. Because Madrid has shown over time, and at this point, you can't even afford to be angry with them. Right? Against them. Mm-hmm. When the push comes to shove and the coconut falls from the coconut tree, they will, so they will be somewhere there causing trouble in the Champions League. So, I, 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 I hope, I hope they give them Bayern so Bayern can knock them out so that they can get trophy less. But I won't even lie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not optimistic about City's chances. City at this point is on a do it and let me see basis. I'm not going to at any point. Pro, uh, league City for uh, what's it called for the Champions League? Nothing. Not maybe the league. I still feel like they're going to win the league. I know a lot of people are still feel like madman, but I feel like they're still going to win the league. That one, I'm, I'm actually hundred percent sure of it. Where's Aki when you need it? Um, away from Champions League down to the NFL finish, the, the the diva of our time, the quarterback diva, Rodgers has come out from darkness and surprise, surprise, he's not retiring. He's going to join the Jets and what have you. That guy in Ascama. How can you say? Like, you have a, a, a three-year contract. You've only done one year. This year, the contract is what you're going to say, get $60 million uh, mm-hmm. this year. Even if you play only three games and you get injured, you will get 60 million. Compared to, because it's uh, the way they did this contract, it's three years, 150 million now. So you're not mm-hmm. telling me that you, you thought you had the, the 90% of you. The guy is a scammer, he's a liar. And, and he, he understands it and he knows what he's doing. And I don't blame him. It's, it's people that, you know, they always, you know, like to hear what he has to say, they rush after him and stuff like that. So I don't blame him. But the truth is, <laughs> And, and you know the funny thing about it is that the place is going to mm-hmm. the, also, the fact that he's coming there they might not even make the playoffs yes people said that ah, they were close last year yeah they were good last year that uh, what's it called the the blah 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 they, they were close to beat the beat buffalo bills without the quarterback blah, blah. but the thing is everything gets better in the offseason and you only know what you have until the season starts, until game five, when you go two and two or two and three or three and two. And then they're in a division with Miami, with uh, Patriots, with... Uh, and Bills. Bills. And the mm-hmm. Yes, the Patriots are, will be last because belly check, if you like, don't go and get Lamar Jackson and know, know what you're doing. Mark Jones or whatever you have is not going to get you anything. But it doesn't mean that the... Uh, what's it called? The Jets will even do any better because you are in the AFC. So a lot of your opponents, out of the out of the quarterbacks in the AFC, Aaron Rodgers never top five. He's not top five, at least according to the talent that is exhibiting currently. I'm not talking about history. I'm not talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about what he has done in the last three seasons. Yes, he won the MVP, MVP three seasons ago, but he's not top five among the quarterbacks in the AFC currently. You pick 
you pick Mahomes, you pick uh, Joguro, you pick um, Justin Allen, Rivers, you Joshua pick Jackson. Jackson. Like you pick that. Even to our LG gun with those weapons, that's a better offensive capability in this time. No, nah, I don't agree. Two has not got to they were going. I no, 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 no. I'm saying two before he got the first concussion last year. Yeah. He was about, I think it was seven and one or eight and eight and one. And he had the best passing, what's called? Accuracy, yes. Passing Accuracy. numbers, both yeah. um, touchdown, both yards. Because he had those two massive weapons, uh, Wadul and Tyreke. So, I'm not saying that Tua is better. No, I'm saying with those weapons, that you have to, you have to look at the team. Because I don't just, they don't have an offensive line in jet. That's the funny thing. I'm just looking at all this uh, drama. They don't have an offensive line, and, and Rodgers is telling them to go and sign one 38 year old tight end that has never caught his 7700 yards in his season in his life. And it's just like drama. But it's exciting for the NFL because, you know, if people sound like Aaron Rodgers is not there, what would he be talking about? So it's good for the NFL that, you know, he's doing his dramatic acts and uh, he's, he's uh, doing his best Ashake impression. But all these things, it's not matter because I do. Yes, I feel maybe they will make the playoff as a wild card, and then they will give them Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Now use them as big skid bone. He use it to you know clean up his teeth to prepare for the playoffs. So I I don't see them. Really, that doesn't making any sense. Anyway, time will tell. Um, Kule, FIFA has FIFA has, since we've gotten their points already, they've gotten what they wanted. 48 teams, expanded World Cup, more games. We don't really care about the players. The players can play more games as long as we play. But that's not the issue now. But the World Cup is here. There's a new format. 12 groups, four teams, five groups. Two teams qualify automatically. Players. That means you, you get to the ne- next channel. You have to be two teams in the next round again. So it's just more games, more games, more games. More money, more money, more money. FIFA. Yeah, and I feel like it's like it's incredibly alarming. Like if uh, um, the strain on the players, supposedly we only have four games in the forward cup. Like that is too many games. Like okay, like over the past um, World Cups, now the way they've been, in the incre- the increment has been like viable. We've gone from thirty-two games to forty-eight games. In the, in the era that like, players have been complaining, like players have been vocally speaking out about how this is training them, they have basically not had any rest since like lockdown. Like, basically, for instance, players like Lionel Messi, John M, Harry Kane, they've not rested since lockdown. The only time they've had any rest is when they've gotten injured. And somehow, in that same short period of football, they want to squeeze in more games. In the, like, the solution is to squeeze in more matches in there. And they will always see the way, in fact, you know, always see this, like, people spinning some nonsense. Oh, yes, this is going to help some marginal countries uh, maybe develop their economy somehow and some other nonsense. It's ridiculous. Like, that's too many games. As I said, it's more money for FIFA. I don't even want to tell everything because if Patino just got elected again for the next four years as FIFA president, more grease to their elbows in terms of rule changes and all those things because when you look at the drama attached to the whole FIFA World Club, Bolish mentioned something about the Batman have done some deals regarding some CVC. Apparently, uh, Infantino had done some deals with some sponsors for, to get his new expanded 32 teams FIFA Club World Cup that starts in 2025. He had done the deals and when he presented the idea to UEFA and some other people and they were like, hell no. 
hell no, this is too much on the players, blah, blah, blah. But in typical FIFA president's manner and the power that he was wielding, you know, I found a way to bypass the UEFA and other governing bodies and found a way to mandate the whole rule. And players started by 25 to start playing 32 teams, FIFA Club World Cup. Yeah, after 25, 26, you can't play the summer World Cup of 100 and something games. No problem. At some point, robots will start playing football. And I'm sure everybody's eyes will be will open properly and the corruption and the greed will come to an end at that point. Um, before we even uh, call it a night, Bolish, we didn't have the time to talk about Jamorant last week because it's important to stress that the you I know I know we talked about the Grizzlies and what the way they've been behaving over time. But after watching his interview with um Jalen Rose and the fact that he was he was suspended and he had to he had to go to therapy and all these things. I guess it's safe to say that okay, we should be expecting a, a reborn or a more redeemed player at this point. Well, he's lucky who the commissioner is is someone that is a prayer friendly commissioner who is more interested in player empowerment, development, mm-hmm. and because otherwise he probably would have been suspended for the rest of the season. But I don't think they are going to do much this year because they have a lot of problems in their front court. You can't rely on Jerry Jackson Jr. alone in your front court when Steven Adams, uh, Brandon Clark, and the likes are not available. Because they've shown, even in the playoffs, if you look at the Warriors series, the times they gave Warriors serious problem was when Steven Adams was causing problems. Not Jerry Jackson is inconsistent. Jerry Jackson, all you need to do to Jerry Jackson is beat him. And in the first five minutes, you pick up three fouls and go to the bench. And that's what the Warriors did. He's maybe this season he has improved, you know. He's top, I think he's front runner for the best player of the year, but still he's not as consistent as you know other uh Steven Adams in that front court. When you have Steven Adams and Jared Jackson, that's when they are most formidable, you know. True proper six eleven seven foot guys who can work well. Jared Jackson can spread the floor, shoot from outside, and he doesn't have to be in the paint, and he can also move his feet and defend properly, even on the perimeter. So losing Brando Clark and Steven Adams, I think that season is quite over. And if, I don't think I was not even expecting them to do. Actually, with all the Warriors' troubles and scrubbles, I was praying that we get them in the first round. That's how much I think. That's before I found out that Steven Adams was not coming back. So, so Jamaran to come back, he will do his best. You know, put on a show so that you know he needs to put on a show so that. You know, we forget about some of these things, but um, I don't think they've been anything this season. It's, it's funny that the Warriors are wasting an MVP season from Stephen Curry, but that's topic for another day. But on the MVP race itself, I I don't want to be like uh, what's his name, Kendrick Perkins, that said this is, there's a lot of criticism attached to it because Shokich has won it twice. But over the last few weeks, Joel Embiid has shown that okay, it's my turn now. Not over the last few weeks. And the truth is, I don't know why Americans, every time, they always like to deny it, like, they don't know that they're in a racist country. It's, it's, very, <laughs> it's, always very, it's always very funny to me when they act surprised, when JJ Reddick was acting surprised, he was acting shocked. Because when Steve Nash won those MVPs, you could have given it to Shaq, you could have given it to For Kobe, me. you could have, there's so many people that had equality, equality seasons, that better players, that could have gotten it, and they but for some reason, it was Steve Nash. So, the, the, there's always been that bias. And who was the last person to have three straights? 
<laughs> can guess why it's Larry Bird. There's a reason why mm-hmm. they don't get three straight. There's a reason why Michael Jordan did not get three straight. There's a reason why. So they, people like to behave like uh, they don't know there's racism in America, and it's always funny. It's always very, very funny to me. Now, to the MVP question, I think it's not just, you know, the last couple of games. I think a bit has shown this season from the beginning, from the start, that he, he should be the front runner, both for his defense, both for his uh, play. He has been averaging the required amount of points. He has been showing up in classic games. Yeah, he, he has been everywhere. Actually, there's a debate for him to have won last year. But this year, if they don't give it to Embiid, then they probably need to tear up that award and find something else to call it, or maybe give it an Because so, so I'm already telling you that um, Luka Jokic is, is averaging a triple double, but you're wondering, okay, I thought we agreed that since I, I, I think, I think what, I, that, that's what I'm saying. Americans <laughs> cannot keep pretending like there's no racism. I think it's just a narrative. Because what happens in the NBA is that at some point during the season, the narratives start to form. And except you have a season that they cannot deny, they will always form the narrative around who they want. And the media, yeah, the writers, yeah. the athletic reporters, and others, they know how to form those narratives. Russell Westbrook had three straight seasons of triple double. And after the first one. They didn't give him for three seasons. So why are you bringing up triple doubles as a reason to give Nikola Jokic? We've already seen Russell Westbrook do triple doubles three straight seasons, and it didn't mean anything. So... I feel like they were trying to form a narrative and shape narrative, but unluckily for them, Embiid said no. He has been dominant. He has been very aggressive in his play. Jokic is faltering a little bit. They are currently on a four-game losing streak. So when you have a situation like that, it's it, 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 Jokic, the only thing Embiid needs to do, there are 12 games left, win eight of the next 12 games left, have at least seven dominant performances. I think he's going to play Yanis and he's going to play Jokic have excellent games against those two, I think it, it, would be, it would be ridiculous and undeniable for them not to give and bid after that. Um, our resident UFC expert is not around. With Arsenal's victory or loss, only going yeah, to happen to this night. Extra time. I'm ah, watching this. It's beginning to sound serious over there. But we, there's a UFC matchup to look forward to this weekend as our very own Kamaru Usman faces Edwards for the third time. After what happened in the second fight, Bolish, you are looking at it now that, okay, this is the rematch. If Kamaru loses this belt, it's, it's going to be a problem. Like, this is the, this is probably the end. He has to go and start from some... Because it was already in a situation whereby there were people that were looking for him to fail already. People were waiting for him to fail. Even the so-called Donald White, as, as favored was one of these racist white guys that supposed Donald Trump. I'm trying to remember his name. It's not coming to mind. Um, that had to fight Kamaru. I, 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 remember, I remember that guy, but I don't... Yeah, I the Kamaru broke his jaw and everything that speaks, that talks very noisily and everything like that. So, there have been people that they've been, they've been jealous over the idea of, okay, three Africans are, are the champions of UFC. When he had a practice in Canada time before he left, um, Israel this time before he lost, and then what's his name? Kamaru now was also needs to regain his belt. And you're like, I'm sure there are people waiting, I'm like, okay. Please let him lose to all this idea of Africans and dominating the UFC. We don't want it anymore. I, I think Kamaru can do it because the, the fight he lost, it was not like they dominated him. It was not of like course, he was not just, much, it was yeah, just last minute, you know, mm-hmm. loss of concentration. That guy, you know, got in it. And, you know, so I think he can do it. I just need he needs to make sure that, you know. So I think the only motivation he needs is to just 
listen to our podcast and hear that Dana White wants him to fail, and then <laughs> be reminded that all the motivation he needs is for him to make sure that um, he gets it done because no one is rooting for him except you know the African community and like yeah, yeah. It's, it's just crazy, like you mentioned. Sometimes the Americans forget that they are racist. And As they, in, it's always very funny to me. Okay, what's going on here? Um, it's been a very, very long episode. I think we lost only at some point due to network, but one way or the other, the Arsenal fans will be fine this night and will enjoy their, their weekend. Anyway, um, Bonish, thank you so much for being here. Until next week, everybody, we've had a, a, a bumper ride throughout this episode, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. All right, cheers.